0: Welcome back, creatures of the night, to episode 73 of the Collecting Dead Man podcast. I am your host, as always, Steven Zeman, and want to welcome you back to another week of talking Undertaker merchandise, memories, and more. And in the meantime, make sure to subscribe to this podcast, wherever the you get your podcast from, as I am available everywhere. So make sure to subscribe, leave me a five-star rating or review. And make sure to follow me on Twitter at CollectUpDead and on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. And make sure to subscribe to my YouTube channel as well. Now, a few little podcast news before we get into the show. Uh, just last week, a couple more watch alongs dropped. The newest uh, installment of the gimmick match watch alongs with Randy Turco, where we took a look back at the biker chain match at No Mercy 2003 and the Cheers match at TLC 2009. Uh, always fun to sit down with Randy and, and our monthly gimmick match uh, watch-alongs and in a week or so another special uh, gimmick match watch-along will be dropping a terrifying triple threat of the Concrete Crypt match, the Rest in Peace match, and the Hell in the Cell at WrestleMania 15. Uh, We'll be dropping as myself, Randy, and Alex Dorio of Talking Taker. We'll be sitting down for that terrifying triple threat of three of Undertaker's most terrifyingly bad matches. Uh, So make sure to uh, give a watch out for that as I'll be dropping on uh, YouTube and where you get your podcasts from uh, next week or so. Uh, So that is always fun to uh, start planning on another watch-along so make sure to uh, be on the lookout. Another one that dropped was the winner takes all end of the road for the Alliance. Uh, myself and Knight 10 took a look back at Survivor Series 2001. The very long, very unnecessary 10-man tag team match at Survivor Series 2001. Uh, that. Uh, of course brings us to the end of the year for the Brothers of Destruction and we will not meet the brothers again one-on-one uh, until Wrestlemania 20 in 2004 and we will not see the brothers tag team up again until 2006 uh, so in the meantime between before we get from uh, from 2001 to 2004 the next time myself and Kane and Canaanite 10 sit down together we will be taking a look back at some of our favorite 2002 matches of both the Undertaker and Kane and then the next installment after that will be some of our favorite 2003 matches before we eventually get to WrestleMania 20. Uh, so that is what is in store um, for the Undertaker and Kane rivalry uh, that myself and Kane and I-10 are looking back at and um, you know now of the what is in store for um, the Halloween special of the Collecting Dead Man podcast, which is myself, Randy, and Alex watching the three terrifyingly terrible Undertaker matches. But that is it for podcast news as we jump right in to Tales from the Grave, where I talk about any Undertaker news, Undertaker figure news, and my top 5, top 10 list of the week. Tales from the Grave. Uh, Of course, that's what we talk about in Tales from the Grave. No new Undertaker figure news of the week. The only thing relatively new is that the Hallmark keepsake ornament is starting to hit Hallmark stores and it is available online to purchase, as well as the WWE mystery. Ornament set from Hallmark as Undertaker is part of that series as well So make sure to go into your local Hallmark sh- uh, stores or hallmark.com to pick those up That is the only Undertaker merchandise news of the week um, With of course w shop dropping new things here and there like the Undertaker lanyard and Undertaker key ring and Undertaker plaque and So many more little things as well. Undertaker news of the week is that Undertaker was um, featured in Matt Hardy's uh, podcast, taking a look back at Matt Hardy celebrating 30 years in the wrestling business, uh, where The Undertaker sent a, uh, a video message to uh, Matt Hardy, just uh, congratulating him on the 30 years of the accomplishment, uh, talking about, uh, about him and Jeff first coming into the business. Uh, being, just being able to stay relevant in the industry is a huge accomplishment. And just wanting to reach out and say congratulations to him as well. Um, saying that he's still a long way from being done. He's uh, congratulating him on 30 years. And uh, just taking the time to uh, send that to Matt Hardy. As we know that Undertaker was instrumental in taking care of both Matt and Jeff Hardy in their careers. Uh, of course, we know that iconic uh, Jeff Hardy ladder match with the Undertaker. So Undertaker always taking care of Jeff, and of course him uh, being involved in Matt Hardy storylines as well. Um, you know, saving the Hardys from the Two Men Power Trip in 2001, and of course, um, you know, in 2002 and 2003 when he was battling Brock Lesnar, he, he also faced Matt Hardy as well. So Undertaker, of course. Having the storied career uh, that he has had, of course, has bumped into Matt and Jeff Hardy along the way. Um, the next One Dead Man show is set for Boston, the night before Survivor Series. Uh, so um, they, I'm really liking how what they're doing with this One Dead Man show, having The Undertaker appear the day before the pay-per-view. So it adds almost like a pay-per-view style event to that weekend. Uh, we can you know get tickets to his show and it's critically acclaimed and uh, doesn't look like WWE or The Undertaker is stopping anytime soon with these uh, but we have have a light up of the uh, newest One Dead Man show that happened on October 7th the day before Extreme Rules about just uh, little uh, tidbits that want Undertaker touched on and um, little things like that so I'm just gonna go through these little bullet points and hopefully if you are listening if you have uh, attended one of these one dead man shows maybe he has touched on some of these things maybe some of these things are new and if you plan on doing uh, attending one in the future as I intend to as well hopefully when he comes to Florida um, maybe you can let me know uh, what he talks about so that uh, Undertaker uh, being it in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, he said his last match in front of fans was in Philly in Extreme Rules 2019 and he considers it a great one, a, uh, an excellent match to have in front of fans, and which I agree. It is one of my favorite matches of his to rewatch. watch um, I love that Extreme Rules 2019 tag match and Undertaker, of course, thinking it was such a great one as well which um, I knew that he was very proud of that match, and it's always good to hear him say that about this. Uh, he also retold the story about getting on social media and how people think it has ruined their childhoods. He talked about getting heat for calling today's product soft. I wonder what he elaborated on these two things. Um, just That's just a bullet point. I wonder if he um, elaborated any longer on that. I would have loved to hear more. Um, Undertaker retold the story of Paul Bearer uh, ribbing him with cucumbers and telling how he got Paul back by driving around in circles when Paul Bearer had to go to the bathroom, which eventually led to Paul pissing himself, uh, which I think he talked about on that table for three episodes, which is always funny. Um, And he talks about the only two people who call him after 9 p.m. are a high midian. Or a drunk Michael Hayes asking him to come back for one more match. Um, sure enough, it turns out Midian actually calls him during the show, uh, which the crowd egged Taker to pick up, which he did. He put uh, Midian on speaker, uh, where he says he's got a present from The Godfather, and he says that he is the only one from the group to vote for both Hillary and Biden, which was loudly booed. And Taker joked that Midian has got canceled in Philly. Uh, He was asked about the craziest fan gift he ever received. And he told a story about a crazy stalker girl in the mid-90s who gifted him black roses and perfume bottles filled with blood. When she also inked his face on her left boob. When uh, she kept stalking him including tackling Paul Bearer after jumping the barricade. Uh, which caused Taker to nearly lose it after seeing that. So it looks like she was caught by security. Uh, discussing how his goal is to always kay- kayfabe in public stem from seeing uh, Johnny Cash wearing gray on a plane um, and the disconnect that it caused because he is the man in black. Uh, he retells this hilarious story of partying with Paul Heyman in New York in 1989, the night before first meeting Vince, tearing his pants, and sitting next to Ralph Warren um, in a uh, in a club which where he was offered cocaine to loosen him up. Uh, he says that while he is always a WWE guy, he wants AEW to succeed because competition is good and it makes things better. He says that AEW needs to get his shit together and find a locker room leader But he hopes that they continue to grow. Um, That's always nice to hear from Taker. You know, not putting down competition. You know, he wants it to succeed. He wants competition to flourish. So it makes the product better. And of course, you know, they do need some kind of leadership skills over there. Uh, Eddie Guerrero, he was put over. Eddie Guerrero is a remarkable talent who understands storytelling in the ring as it was Eddie's birthday around this time and he hit the crowd he thanked first responders and veterans and closed out the show with his music which the crowd was reportedly very happy and satisfied so that's a nice little write up of how the one dead man show went Um, sounds like a very fun intimate setting um, with Undertaker on the stage uh, telling these stories and having things just happen as things go um, so that is a real nice thing to, you know, get a glimpse of what's in store if you ever attend one of these uh, shows. And, of course, now that's really it for the Undertaker news uh, in the past two weeks or so. Nothing else really popping up. Uh, I'm sure as we get closer and closer. Oh, one one other thing was that Undertaker and Michelle participated in the tortilla challenge that Michelle posted on her Instagram of them slapping each other with tortillas which eventually had her spit water at his face. Uh, So another glimpse of the Undertaker's personal home life which is always nice to see as we have never seen these in uh, you know before the last couple years we had never seen these stuff before. Um, So that's really it of the Undertaker news of the last couple weeks. Uh, Now we get into my uh, top five list of the week, which is, of course, spooky season uh, related. I am counting down my top five spookiest Undertaker moments. Uh, Yes, that's the moments of when the Undertaker was at its most creepy, when he did the most airy, awe-inspiring things that just made you stop and think, wow, this guy is really freaking cool. And coming in at number five is when he came up from the ring and grabbed Diesel down in the Bret Hart-Diesel-In-Your-House cage match. I'll always remember watching that for the first time as a kid, Um, you know, when those Undertaker highlight reels were happening, like, 99-something. I remember them replaying that somewhere, and I was just, like... Awe inspired and inspired by that it was like amazing to think of all these things that i have missed before my wrestling fandom um but just him coming up from the ring grabbing diesel down the smoke bellowing from there and then him standing high on top of the cage to stare down diesel afterwards definitely a spooky moment uh in the undertaker's career so that comes in at number five Uh, Coming in at number four is the closing moments of the Buried Alive match. That's when the lightning strikes the tombstone and the crowd is in silence and the hand comes up from the grave signifying that the Undertaker is not dead. He shall return and that lasting imagery of Undertaker's hand poking out from the grave. Classic horror, classic uh, scare of uh, any type of uh, good horror film. You know, when the hand comes up from the grave or the person sits up, the Undertaker has mastered horror imagery to a T. And just that, you know, the, the grumblings of thunder as they keep burying him alive. And then the, as the crowd goes silent and the lightning strikes and they don't know what's happening next and the hand pokes up from the grave, and you see Undertaker's glove just reaching, reaching for the air, trying to see if it can reach anybody, but it signifies that he is not dead, that he shall arise again. Just that lasting image of his hand poking up from the grave is definitely one of the spookiest moments of the Undertaker's career, and that's why it comes in at number four on my list. And coming in at number three, is the classic iconic Monday Night Raw moment of when lightning strikes the casket, symbolizing on uh, the casket that The Undertaker was burned in by Kane at the Royal Rumble. It strikes the casket, blowing it up, revealing The Undertaker to sit up and challenge Kane to the match at WrestleMania. That he will walk through the fires of hell to face his brother that he had to console the souls of his dead parents to have to do what he told them he promised he never would do and that's to fight his brother and just that image of you know the lightning strike in the casket, him sitting up, palm bearer screaming that he's not the phenom anymore, him walking through the flames him casting down lightning That lasting, you know, that spooky imagery that Undertaker has been known for, his promo skills, everything encapsulated into that promo between him and Paul Bearer and Kane to set up the WrestleMania match. That's why that comes in as spooky moment number three on my countdown. So we are down to the final two. And coming in at number two on my list is the uh, ending moments of the Royal Rumble 1994 when he has been beaten, battered and bruised and thrown into the casket by all the heels of the WWF as it seems and Yokozuna is walking out victorious and the green smoke starts to uh, come up from the casket it starts to surround the the wrestlers and you see the Undertaker and the Titan Tron and that he uh, will not rest in peace, you know. Undertaker saying that um, he, you know, throughout all of mankind, and he will not rest in peace, and that he, the spirit of the Undertaker, lives and like the eternal flame of life, um, he cannot be extinguished. Just the imagery of his words. Um, Just everything encapsulated into that promo and then him being almost like electrocuted back to life with his spirit ascending to the uh, heavens and then him appearing uh, like he has been given new life, uh, which we will see at SummerSlam 1994 that The Undertaker has a whole new image of darker hair purple instead of gray and a whole new outlook for the WWF. Um, that whole thing right there with Yokozuna and the Titantron and his promo, uh, just everything encapsulating the spirit of the Undertaker. That's why that comes in at spooky moment number two. And coming in at number one is the imagery and moment that made me an Undertaker fan for life, and that is when Undertaker strapped Stone Cold Steve Austin onto his symbol. At the end of the December 1998 edition of Monday Night Raw, just having Austin um, raised ri- up on the Undertaker symbol and him below it, uh, rolling his eyes back, and the music and the Druids and Paul Bearer with him, um, just everything about that moment encapsulating the c- character of the Undertaker and you know to someone just watching this for the first time totally engrossed by it, uh, you know, hanging on everything that this, that's happening there with the music and the lights and um, the imagery that's going on. How can I not rate this the number one spooky moment of Undertaker's career on my list? Um, of Undertaker crucifying the uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin on his symbol and that's why that comes in at number one. So my top five spooky Undertaker moments is of course number five, dragging Diesel down to hell. Number four is the hand raising up in the Buried alive Life pit. Number three is the walking through the fires of hell to face his brother. Number two is the spirit of the Undertaker shall not rest in peace. And number one is crucifying Stone Cold Steve Austin on his symbol. Now that is my top five list of Undertaker spooky uh, um, the top five spooky instances in Undertaker's career. Uh, if you have a top f- different top five or want to share with your top five is definitely let me know on Twitter at CollectUpDead or on Instagram at CollectingDeadMan. As I would like to hear if any of them are the same or if any of them are totally different. But that is my top five list of the um, spooky instances of Undertaker's career. Definitely my top five. Um, So we move right along to weekly purchases, where I talk about what I have added to my collection in the last two weeks. Uh, Welcome to weekly purchases. Now I have picked up a. Probably a lot of stuff, I would say. A lot of cool, fun stuff that I had to add to my collection the last couple weeks. Uh, Some things have not arrived yet. uh, So that will be for next time's episode. But for what has arrived is that I received from Ringside Collectibles the WrestleMania 39 Basic Heritage Series Undertaker depicting, I think, WrestleMania 20. Um, the Return of the Dead Man Undertaker. So I'm glad to add those into my collection, um, and the rest comes to us uh, from eBay. Um, but before I get to the eBay thing, uh, the eBay list, I also picked up the Undertaker Red Devil jersey and matching shorts from Chalkline, uh, which is a amazing um, fit. If I do say so myself, I will have to. Post photos one day on my social media of how awesome uh, that stuff is. You know, it's so nice you don't really want to wear it yet. Uh, but I picked up that. The Undertaker Red Devil jersey and shorts from Chalkline. And um, I said the WrestleMania 39 Basic Heritage from Ringside. And the my Hallmark ornaments have not arrived yet from Hallmark.com. That's what I am waiting on. But in the meantime, let me talk about what I have received by way of uh, eBay. The first thing I got was the Micro Aggression 3-pack of Kane, Chris Benoit and The Undertaker. So that takes another Micro Aggression 3-pack off my list. I uh, got the 2004 Mattel Hot Wheels Kane versus The Undertaker 2-pack uh, set. I got two Grapple Gear uh, Caskets Uh, One is the uh, Buried Alive casket match and the other one is the uh, Grapple Gear Buried Alive uh, regular set. So uh, the first one is called Buried Alive Coffin Match. It's the purple coffin with the two shovels and the tombstone. And the Raw is War Buried Alive set is a red coffin with a shovel, a sledgehammer, and a bucket. So always fun to add play sets to my collection, especially Undertaker centered playsets. I got another WWF Grow Things Undertaker. I had him in purple. Now I got the green version. I got the a better MGA Entertainment WWF clip-on headlight of the Undertaker. I got the electronic Talkin' head crushers. Undertaker, as you saw me post on Twitter and Instagram, how interesting that thing is, as that uh, was my uh, Buried Alive segment just two weeks ago. Uh, it was my Buried Alive segment, and then all of a sudden I purchased it, and so it gets added to my collection. Uh, so I think that was probably the quickest turnaround of something I talked about I'm Buried Alive that I did not have in my collection to something that was added to it. I uh, got the Caesar WWF Attitude Undertaker costume mask uh, with the, it's a molded plastic mask as opposed to the one I showed on my social media about a couple months ago about the the real hair uh, mask. So I have both versions now of the Undertaker mask, uh, which I am glad to have just in time for Halloween season. And finally, I got the Ringside Rebels Undertaker 12-inch figure. So one step closer to completing my 12-inch Undertaker collection. Just need the Series 2 of the Federation Fighters to complete that. So just a couple more things waiting in the mail. I purchased a Treacherous Trios pack. I am waiting on the Hallmark ornaments. And I think that is it I am waiting for right now. So I won't give anything else away. But that is my two weeks' worth of pickups. Uh, lots of fun stuff added into my collection, lots of stuff I needed to cross off my checklist. And um, I look forward to hearing about what you have received as well. Uh, let me know in the comments on my Twitter or on Instagram. Uh, but we move right on now to Taker's Mark and continuing my look back at some of Undertaker's terrifyingly terrible matches. Undertaker's mark. So I'm taking a look back at some of Undertaker's terrifyingly te- uh, terrible matches as we talked about last time in the Concrete Crypt match. One of the matches I will be taking a look back with Randy and Alex on my Halloween special um, as, a, as coupled with the Rest in Peace match and the WrestleMania 15 match with Big Boss Man. But this week we will be talking about a different match. We'll be talking about the one and only time Undertaker stepped into the Punjabi prison. Yes, the match designed for him and the Great Kali at the Great American Bash 2006, just two years after uh, the Concrete Crypt match, um, and one year removed from the Muhammad Hassan angle. The Undertaker again gets rewarded at the Great American Bash with, with a terrifyingly terrible match. This time it was supposed to be against the Great Khali but Great Khali gets subbed out for the Big Show and now we already know we're on a bad pathway here as The Undertaker and Big Show meet in the Punjabi prison. Now not only is this match like ridiculous to follow the, the rules are anything but simple. And they have, at, at, by the end of it, both men are like breaking through the Punjabi prison, uh, both figuratively and literally, as The Undertaker wins when The Big Show literally tosses him out of the cage. Yes, you had to be the first one to have their feet be outside the prison, which I believe gives you a number one contendership match if I remember correctly I don't remember don't quote me on that it's been a while since I saw this match but The Undertaker uh, jumps from the prison on uh, the Punjabi prison walls onto the Big Show which the Big Show catches him and throws him outside breaking the Punjabi prison gates and The Undertaker ceremoniously wins by Big Show's own stupidity Um, You know, of course, there's weapons around the Punjabi prison. You have to exit through the gates uh, and time intervals, and um, Undertaker gets locked out of all four stages, so he does what anybody else would and starts climbing. He climbs over the inner prison structure, uh, jumps to the outer one, jumps onto Big Show, which, of course, leads us to what I just said, the finale as Big Show throws him through the gates, uh, thus giving the victory to The Undertaker. So very unceremonious uh, ending there and relatively a match worth to throw into the ash heap of Undertaker match history is the one and only time The Undertaker stepped forward into the Punjabi prison and that is against The Big Show at Great American Bash 2006 where just one month later, The Undertaker will put an end to his feud with The Great Khali with a last-man-standing match on SmackDown. Um, So that gives us an end to both The Great Khali feud and puts an end to The Big Show feud for at least a couple more years, uh, which we can all be thankful for that. But that is this week's terrifyingly terrible match As The Undertaker met the big show in a Punjabi prison at Great American Bash 2006. Now we make ourselves into the last segment of the show. One of my favorite segments, um, The Buried Alive, where I take a weird or what the F piece of Undertaker merchandise and throw it to the ash heap of Undertaker history. Buried alive! Now, this week is something that I also received in the mail that I held off from talking about in Weekly Purchases because it is going to be featured here in Buried Alive. Yes, um, it is the Undertaker WWF Superstar Gloves. Uh, from which I believe is a merch stand um, exclusive item. It's uh, released when he was the American Badass. And what makes these Undertaker gloves? Well, the thing that it says, American Badass on them, and that is it. Nothing else says that these are Undertaker gloves. Nothing else gives you that these are molded after anything Undertaker would wear. Just like the infamous Undertaker American Badass shades that just says Undertaker on the the brims. Um, Nope. This is an American Badass Undertaker Superstar gloves with American Badass embroidered on it. So that is why I held off of talking about it at weekly purchases because I was going to talk about it here and it is just... I really don't know what the best way to describe this is is you know it's it's a cash grab of course because it's something that you know you would buy at a merch stand so you know people would buy this um, you know at the shows but you know it just says WWF World Wrestling Federation copyright 2000 superstar gloves so it doesn't say Undertaker on the tag so this could be any people any person's gloves in here could be Kane's gloves could be uh, gloves with Triple H's logo on it, even though Triple H doesn't wear gloves. They could have Triple H gloves, for all I know. But these are American Badass embroidered gloves. On where you would do the Velcro to put it on your hands, and that's it. It's a uh, resealable baggie, uh, which you know something that I they picked up in like a large quantity to put all these gloves in, and just the the little tag on top. As it definitely looks like a merch stand exclusive item that you would pick up at any type of show. It doesn't say it's exclusive anywhere, but that's why I'm kind of guessing because I don't think this was in the um, Shop Zone magazine because it, lo- it has like a little uh, poke hole that you can hang these up so uh, they would be hung up so people can see uh, at the merch stand what these are. And just embroidered American Badass. That is it. That's the only thing that says that these are Undertaker gloves. Nothing else. So that is why this is regulated onto the ash heap of Undertaker merchandise history. Um, I bought it only because you know I'm buying all types of Undertaker merch stand stuff. And this is no different. And that is why these American Badass Superstar gloves fall into Buried Alive this week. And that is it for this week's uh, podcast episode. Episode 73 is in the books. Please make sure to uh, like, comment, and subscribe, whoever you can. You, like Follow me on Twitter, at CollectUpDead. Follow me on Instagram, at CollectingDeadMan. And follow me on YouTube, at CollectingDeadMan. Make sure to... Uh, Give me a 5-star rating and review wherever possible. And subscribe to this podcast as well. And I will be back next time. Same taker time, same taker channel. As we keep on rolling, baby. I hope you have enjoyed this episode of Collecting Deadman. Please continue to subscribe and leave us a 5-star review where you can. Follow me on Twitter at Dead And on Instagram at CollectingDeadman. Check out my Linktree page so you can find the links to all my merchandise stores, where you can find wherever this podcast is available, and where you can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hit the like button and subscribe there as well. Please continue to support this podcast in any way you can. And until next week, creatures of the night, keep on rolling.